Triple M rocks the NRL 24-7 through the Triple M app. Thanks to Ream. Steady, hot and strong. Install a Ream. Sunday, a day to worship. Worship a small egg-shaped ball. Oh, no, he drops the ball. Just as long as I'm here in your arms, I could be in no better place. I've got to respect the ball. You're simply the best. Long live the weekend. Long live rugby league. Woo! Oh, you've got to love your rugby league. On a Sunday afternoon. Welcome to the Triple M Sunday Sydney. Yeah, welcome back out to the show. Raiders Warriors are nil all, three and a half gone on the tyre power scoreboard. There, just some uh, information that's just come into us from one of our loyal listeners. Um, South CEO Blake Solly today refereed or is currently refereeing Botany versus Southeastern girls under 12s in the rain. So uh, good on you, Blake. Blake's a great fella. He's out there refereeing the under 12 girls. So good Get on you, on mate. Side. Get him on side. Yeah. He's, uh, that's grassroots. Good operator, mate. Blake. Yeah, yeah, very good operator. Good fella. That's an example of what. Boys, uh, let's talk about this game last night where um, Storm put on 50 points against the Tigers one day. A couple of you mentioned earlier, not really a Melbourne Storm-like performance considering they let the Tigers in for 22. But 50 points, all up's not a bad effort. Let's get one of their stars on the line. Nico Hines from the Melbourne Storm. Welcome to the uh, Sunday Sinbinol, mate. Hey, fellas. Thanks for having me. Nice time for you to be involved with the Melbourne Storm. Uh, Cam Smith's still there being coached under the great Craig Bellamy. What does it feel like for a young kid from the Central Coast? Oh, it's an unreal feeling, to be honest. Um, just playing plenty of footy at the moment with Cameron Smith. Um, obviously one of the best players ever played the game and just taking confidence out of that and being coached by Bellyache, um, that's also an unreal feeling too. And Yeah, I'm very happy at the moment. Nico, when you come into a side and, and Cameron Smith's running it, what do you notice about him that you, you haven't seen in other players? Uh, it's just his cool, calm, collected head, I guess. Um, he just knows how to steer the boys around the park and nothing ever really seems to seems to phase him out in the field. And I think just always feeling confident when we have someone like Cameron Smith on the field. And, yeah, I think it's showing for us at the moment. Nico, can you give us an insight? You're up there in the bubble on the Sunshine Coast. What's the talk like uh, amongst the group in relation to you're at the business end of the year now? What's it going to mean to this Melbourne Storm to win another title? Yeah, it'd be a really good feeling, I think. Um, the camp's good at the moment. Uh, we're just staying uh, one week at a time. I think uh, we're a bit disappointed the past couple of weeks of um, the, the points we've let in, so that's something we're going to probably address this week and hopefully fix up. But, yeah, the, the camp's um, really good and we're really enjoying each other's company and um, just trying to, to stay focused on the end goal, which is hopefully to win the Premiership. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that. I imagine afterwards Craig Bellamy wouldn't have been overly happy with the the, the defence from the Storm because that's always been the, the, the foundation of every premiership the club's won. Yeah, that's correct and something that uh, Dolzer really uh, prides himself on and this club is our defence so um, he, he wasn't overly happy with uh, defensive efforts but yeah, it's something that we will address this week and uh, we'll definitely be working on going into the finals when the bigger games come. Mate, talk us through uh, Craig uh, Craig Bellamy flipping the bird at you boys after Cameron equaled or broke his try scoring record. Was there <laughs> uh, much more said in the dressing room? <laughs> yeah, it was a bit, a bit of a laugh in the dressing room. Um, I think that's something that he hasn't want Smithy to to pass his try scoring record, and uh, <laughs> something they've had a little joke around for the past uh, year or two since I've been there. And 
Uh, yeah, it was pretty cool actually to see uh, Cameron passing all the boys getting around him last night and seeing uh, yeah he even clip himself. But yeah, it's just a little joke. There's nothing really in it. Uh, we had a bit of fun in the sheds afterward. Uh, and is there any more on Cameron playing on next year? Obviously, you played against Harry Grant and he tried so hard, 50-odd tackles. I don't know whether you guys just run all your attack at him or he was out there just trying to get one up on his teammates. But what are you hearing about Cameron and Harry next year? Oh, still the same as I think the last time I spoke to Gordy and um, just not much happening and we're just letting Cameron um, solve it out whatever he wants to do. And I think, uh, yeah, he, he deserves that. And obviously last night, Harry had a, played a really good game and I think our boy, big boys wanted to target him and they did so. I spoke to him just before actually and he said he was very sore today from the boys' bumpers driving into him. But, um, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's, a, it's a million dollar question, I mean, what's happening with those guys. But, yeah, Cameron deserves his space and I, I think he'll make the right decision when he does. Nico, you've shown you're a real speed demon in the opportunities that you've been given in the NRL with the Storm this season. Who's quicker out of you and Ryan Pappenhausen when you're flying around training? Oh, definitely Paps. Uh, I can't compare to his speed. Um, he's one of the quickest in the club, probably even in the comp. But, yeah, no, nah, um, Paps has done a, a really good job and I'm just enjoying playing footy when I can and just loving playing NRL at the moment. So definitely him, his speed way uh, quicker than mine. <laughs> Okay, mate, finals coming up. Only one more game and then the finals will be here. And, of course, you blokes are in the bubble up on the sunny case. How is that going? Is that going to change too much over the course of the finals? Do you think – do you stick to the routine you're in? How do you change it? Uh, I think there's just uh, sticking to the routine that we have at the moment. It seems to be working and just um, – we, we haven't really changed any training to what we would do if we weren't in a bubble, you know. So that's really important just – sticking to the same routine that we would if we were in Melbourne um, and just keeping doing, uh, keeping ourselves busy. Also, feel like when we're in the bubble outside of training and on our days off, we've been doing a really good job of that. Um, our morale is really good and we're just having a really good time at the moment. So, um, yeah, we're really looking forward to the final series. So, mate, what do you do when you guys are not – you're not training, you're not at home. So, how, like, you're spending – like, how do you spend your days up there on the coast? Uh, we're playing – fair bit of cards at the moment, bit of 500. Um, we've ordered some board games in, so we've been doing a fair bit of that. We've actually just uh, started up a ping-pong tournament. <laughs> so, um, yeah, Frank Panisi's doing a really good job just to make sure we're still keeping busy and doing those sorts of fun things So we're not really sitting in our rooms uh, mm. thinking about other things that we shouldn't really be thinking of, so... Yeah, it's been good. Mate, if you need a ping-pong consultant, uh, Anthony Maroon here, the captain mm. of this program, yeah, yeah he, he was actually a world champion down in Little Bay yeah. uh, for about 10 years in a row. So Yeah, Marsland College oh, Opens. Mm. That's great. <laughs> Who is the <laughs> card shark there, on. Nico? Card shark? Yeah. Um, Christian Welsh and Brennan Smith, uh, they buddy up in 500, and uh, me and Munster take them on all the time, but they're taking our money a fair bit at the moment. Mm. The good um, ones always find each other, don't they? Yeah, they do. Yeah, yeah. Brennan, I don't know what's going on with him. He he's very he's very smart man. He doesn't show it, but he's very intelligent upstairs. Um, and and Welshy, Welshy is too. <laughs> All right, Nico. Well, what about just finally before we let you go, Nico? What's the latest with uh, some of the blokes who didn't play last night? Do you think we'll see Ryan Pappenhausen back next week and Dale Fanuk and Nelson those sort of blokes? Yeah, uh, I think Paps is looking like he will probably play this week. Um, and Dale, I'm not too sure. We'll see how he goes um, at, at training later in the week as well. But um, I'm, I'm fingers crossed that we'll probably have um, majority of the, or if not majority, all the boys um, ready and 
to, for selection for the first uh, game of finals. So I'm not sure what Belzer will do this week um, with players. But, yeah, I think for the first finals games, I think we should have nearly everyone on board. All right, Nico, good to catch up with you, mate. All the best up there in quarantine in the beautiful sunny coast. It beats Melbourne any day of the week, mate, and we wish you all the best for the finals. Thanks, guys. Have a good day. There he is, Nico Hines, joining us from the Melbourne Storm. I wonder what games, other things that they could get involved in, like they could do what? they could. If I was in quarantine, I would build an airfix kit. I'd build a model car. Would you? Yeah, that's what I'd do. I thought you were going to say you'd get Twister out. Oh, is that what you'd do? No, I just know that you've previously... virgin olive oil. <laughs> Extra virgin for you. <laughs> so specific there, Paul. Oh, there you go. You've got Twister and you've got. Uh, you could, they could get. Uh, Billy Harrigan could lend him the karaoke machine. Yeah. Hey? That'd be a bit embarrassing. Like 25 grown men just sitting in a room singing to each other. Yeah. Oh, well, mate, you can't. Oh, come on. No. Well, you can't be doing that. Well, what you'd, else could you'd you need? Do? A carton of beer at least. Mm, oh. Yeah, each and some tomatoes. <laughs> yeah. All right, boys. We'll uh, we'll take a break here. I think uh, right now we've got the Raiders and the Warriors. Um, it's nil all, I believe, on the tire power mm. scoreboard. I wonder There's if the blue on. Yeah, I wonder if the Warriors can go out ten gone. In fact, I wonder if the Warriors. This would be a real get if they could win this game. Huge, big result because mm. the Raiders have been uh, just cruising along nicely. Yes, they had a little hiccup against the Chooks recently, but they look as though uh, they're a side outside of the top four at the moment uh, who could make a run in the finals. Yeah, it's a um, uh, you know like we don't stop enough and and respect them for what they've been through here. The Warriors, they've been here since we we recommenced Tamworth, then the Central Coast, then the coach gets sacked, then a couple of players go home. Um, they haven't seen their families. There's been talk of more players going home, more players not coming back next year, them being based here again next year, yet still every week they deliver hoops. It's one of the best stories of the season, no question. All the sacrifices that everybody involved with that club's been prepared to make, it's a credit to them, it's a credit to the organisation. And as we just see, Anthony, looks as though they've just scored the opening try of the game too. Mm. To Peter, Peter Hiku. Hiku's a good player, Peter Hiku. Yeah, he is a good mm. player. Okay, well, it's uh, 10 minutes gone there. Triple M tie power scoreboard, Raiders, Warriors, Neil all. If the Raiders are to lose today, which was a long way to go, that's any chance of them finishing in the top four. Gone. Yes. yes. Okay. Boys, we'll take a break now. Paul Kent, James Triceps Hooper, Gordon Tallis and Maroon here. We do it thanks to our mates at uh, Bryden's Lawyers and we're going to take a break, come back and we might uh, have a little bit of fun here. First of all, we'll get to some news and then we'll do Maroon's pub quiz as Triple M rocks the footy. Sunday's Inbin is full of experts. If you're looking for expert legal advice, have a chat to Bryden's lawyers. Triple M rocks footy. The Triple M Sunday Inbin. Nice to be with you on a Sunday afternoon. Triple M rocks footy. We are back at it, and we have the Warriors leading at the Raiders six nil. Thirteen gone. Warriors 6, Raiders nil. Time for a little bit of a, uh, NRL news happening around the place. We used to t- call him Two Scoops Hoops um, back when he was a gun reporter on the uh, Little Bay um, Bugle. Bugle. But now, since he's been a triple M, we don't call him that anymore. Let's start off with Adam Fanua Blake, who has asked Manly for a release. This has kind of come a little bit out of the blue here. Adam Fanua Blake is a, uh, a great front row, a great player on the field. There are a couple of other little issues, are there? Uh, yeah, look, in all likelihood, I think Adam will, 
end up at the New Zealand Warriors, Anthony. But uh, because of Manly's salary cap position, I think Adam's on more than $800,000 a season next year. Uh, and so when he fronted the club and suggested the possibility of gaining a release, I think the club were happy to entertain it because it'll mean that they can uh, go into the marketplace and shake their roster up a little bit. They've got players like Taniela Paseca, mm. who's coming through in the front row and, mm. and doing a decent job as well. That's not to say Adam's not a damn good player. Uh, but then there are also some concerns, I think, around um, uh, some of Adam's off-field uh, decision-making. And so as a result of that, I think that's why most likely we'll see him mm. join the New Zealand Warriors. We don't want to gloss over what a loss that is, though, to the Manly on, on the field side. Well, on his day, he's arguably the most damaging front rower in the competition. But I guess the challenge, Gordy, is we haven't seen him do it. Like you look at yeah. Jared Wairia Hargraves, you look at Siwa Tokiaho, you look at Josh Papali, like they do it. They've done it for year after year after year, whereas we haven't seen that yet from Adam. Yeah, and probably play more minutes. There's no doubt that when he's on and he starts the game, well, well Manly is certainly on the <clears throat> front foot. But if you're saying he's on 800, you can probably get a really good front rower and a good backup, you know, someone that's, you know, so you can get 80 minutes out of, mm. you know, like a couple of bookends for 800, you would imagine. That's a problem with front rowers these days, isn't it? Because you, they ask top dollar, yet they only play, you know, most they get about 50 minutes out, mm. which is just over half a game. Uh, and then you've got to find another bloke to play the other 30 to, to go with him. And, and you see a lot of teams, they come out and when they've got their, their starting lineup, so to speak, playing, they're rolling forward, looking great. But as soon as they bring the replacements on, because the, the front row just can't go 80 minutes, suddenly they're, they're, all the punch has gone out of their attack. So you wonder whether you're better off sort of spreading the money a little bit mm. and sort of getting two yeah. pretty good ones yeah. rather than one good and one average. All right. Yeah, absolutely. The, the, because you get someone like Payne Haas, and he's a victim of trying to live up to that guy in the paper to play 80 minutes every week, and the quality of his work just stays here. He just comes out. He doesn't come off the back fence, rip in and knock anybody over, where you've got Aiden Fanua Blake that, you know, as you say, play 30, 40, 50 minutes. But it can be really explosive. Or a Josh Papali, like they play that amount of minutes. But they can break a game wide open or... You know, the perfect example, I think, is Jared Aria Hargreaves. Mate, he plays against Brisbane, I think, twice. Mate, they pull him after 25 minutes. He's done his job. Yeah. And they give the other guys – or you get someone that plays 80 minutes and, you know, they do the 50 tackles, but there's no punch in any of it. There's no punch in their hit-ups. They're just – you know, and, of course, they played 80 minutes and they're, you know, 25 carries for 300 metres. But the 300 metres are weak. Like, they're not knocking the bloke over in front of them on their behind. So – you know, it's a catch-22. What do you want? Do you want a Shane Webke-type, robust, Jared Rea Hargreaves guy that's not going to play 80 minutes? Or do you want someone that plays 80 minutes? Boys, Warriors 6, Raiders 4, and... Uh, Kick the cum, Anthony, yeah, around Cro- the grounds for Broden's lawyer. Croker about to convert <laughs> his own uh, try. Here he is. Mm. He moves in, and he hits it beautifully, and there we go. It's six points all. Around the grounds we go for Phil McCarroll Ford. Now let's uh, look at this next <laughs> thing on the news. This Joseph Sawali's becoming a bit of a princess, is he, Hoops? 
Huh? Hey, spoken like a true bitter South Sydney yeah. fan. Oh, I mean, he hasn't played. I mean, don't get carried away with either. yourself, Jack. Yeah, look, certainly I think uh, for the sake of the young bloke, it would probably be best if he made a decision. So he's obviously got two options. He can remain at South Sydney and get paid damn good money and in all likelihood make his NRL debut next year as soon as he turns 18. Or there was even talk that the Bunnies had approached um, the NRL, which they did, and asked uh, if they could look at you know, special exemption cases if they believed teenagers were ready to debut in the NRL before they turned 18. So, you know, they've gone to extreme lengths south to try and make this work. Uh, but for whatever reason, obviously, the young bloke also has aspirations to play rugby union and has a background in that game as well. And, and there's a big offer on the table from the Australian Rugby Union as well. So he's just got to make a decision. I think there's a lot of panic about this, okay? The fact is... Tremendously talented player. But the wheels aren't going to fall off if he doesn't sign with Rugby League. We're panicking and we're trying to bring all these rules or get all these rules that have been brought in to protect young kids. We're trying to get them broken because the one kid that's come along who probably challenges the rule is also threatening to go to Rugby Union. So the first time the rules are being actually tested, we're trying to change them Mm. to suit ourselves. Now, the fact is, if you were to go back 12 years when Sonny Bill Williams went to the airport, got on the plane, and then there was a lot of gnashing of teeth and everyone was weeping in the streets going, how are we going to go on <laughs> yeah. without Sonny Bill and Rugby League? Well, you know what? We found a way. Mm. Good players come and go. Yeah. If this kid does not sign with the NRL, it's unfortunate, but we'll survive. Mm. Wishing the best. Go play Rugby Union. Do your best. Be very careful about the way you're going about things because he's already becoming very much a, a mercenary and he, he's yet to strike a blow. But he, he rugby league will not fall over if he signs with Wallabies. If I was South, Kenny, I'd put a deadline on him. I'd just say, mate, you got until the end of the week. Um, you've had however many months it is now to make your decision to mm. make your mind up. Just let's, let's make the call. Boys... Finally, Christian Welch breaks the COVID protocols. Do you know anything further about this, Hoops? Yeah, apparently he had somebody else uh, back to the Storm's Sunshine Coast camp um, who hadn't been cleared to enter Mm. the bubble. Uh, And so as a result, uh, he's been disciplined. Yeah. I'm just thinking on the back of that, could I get clearance and Mm. go into the Melbourne Storm bubble on on the sunny coast and put on a trivia night for them? You know what, Anthony? I reckon you might be a chance. Yeah, I Given love your... how you can sniff out an opportunity. Oh, I'll just oh, do it for love. Because yeah. oh, Frank Panisi, I'll get hold of Frank and I'll say, I'm, I'm COVID clear. I'm... I'm clean as a whistle. Well, given your history of blowing bubbles out the front of the old taxi club back in the day, yeah, in the I, day, mate, no question, mm. I reckon they would be happy to have you in the bubble. Well, that's. I'm glad you brought up the taxi club again because I was only driving past where it used to be the other day, remembering the night in 1989, October 5, 1989, when I came out the front and got run over by an HZ Kingswood cab. <laughs> but I only hurt my foot. I was okay. I was okay. Went home, bit of debt hole, and everything's okay. So Is it, that when you went there... Um, as one of the village people, you went as an Indian and come home as a bikey? Was that the same place? No, I was in – I remember by that time I was about a size 16. I went there in a size 12 uh, penguin shirt with the <laughs> arms rolled up with a packet of durries tucked up there because I really loved that shirt and I was blowing up that the durries got ruined. Worst of all, so did the shirt. Raiders, Warriors, six all, 20 minutes gone. As we go around the grounds, let's take a break and we'll come back with Maroon's Pub Quiz. 
from Sunday Sinbin is full of experts. If you're looking for expert legal advice, have a chat to Bryden's lawyers. Triple M rocks footy. The Triple M Sunday Sinbin. Nice to be with you on a Sunday afternoon. Triple M rocks footy. Welcome back to the Sunday Sinbin for our friends at Bryden's Lawyers where they commit, protect and succeed and for tyre power, Warriors 8, Raiders 6, 16 minutes left in the first half of that game and of course we'll we'll, uh, have that next game for you live on Triple M, that is of course the Dragons uh, taking on the Knights, important one this afternoon for the Knights but right now it's time for this. Welcome to Maroons Trivia Night. Well... This is an absolute beauty as the uh, as the vending machine money jackpots to $9, which will buy you just about one of everything, including a large chocolate chip cookie, a packet of Snakes Alive or a V soft drink. The questions today, boys, you don't look very interested today. What's going on well, here? Well, we have the questions yet. Well, it's all rugby league. It's all NRL. Awesome. Oh, beauty. So it's all matters pertinent to the great game. Okay, your name is your buzzer. Gordy, are you listening up there? Are you ready? Yes, got you, brother. Gordon, of course, is in our brand new Brisbane studios, which are state-of-the-art. Just at the top of Caxton Street there, aren't they, Gordy? Yes, just at the mm. top. You got a couple of people walking around there up there today as well, doing a bit of work there? Yeah, a bit of work. Mitch, mm. he's on, I think, from 9 till 12. He's right. just come in to stock the milk up. Did he? No, he goes on air, then he stocks up the milk. <laughs> oh, mate, see, like it's a, it's like a community radio up here, yeah. Maroon. Because you've got a station cow, haven't you? He's, <laughs> you just go down the car park and milk the cow. Okay, your names are your buzzers, and the questions are all in, uh, in and around rugby league today. Question number one, who scored the Titans' first try yesterday? Who scored the Titans' first try yesterday? Hoops. Yes. Young Tonomapia? No, that's incorrect. So we'll leave that question now. You're minus one. You are the two. You're still on zero. So if someone gets it wrong, we, we, we don't want another answer on it. Here we go. Question number two. Canberra Raiders and what other team had their first season in 1982? Illawarra. That's correct, but you didn't use your buzzer. Ooh, no buzzer. Oh, that's a penalty. No okay. buzzer. Well, well, we'll let you go, mate, Steal because... Um, because you can win if you get. I've got a faulty buzzer. Yeah, right. I've got a faulty buzzer. <laughs> That's right. the least of your You've got to give me some sympathy. <laughs> right. So it's, it's, a, it's called a dozen Cooper's Green. Could, could be an operator <laughs> fault. Could be an operator a fault. Dozen. <laughs> uh, a dozen. I tell you what, I'll let you have that one, Paul. Thank you. But please don't let it happen again. Your, your name is your buzzer. Right. So Paul leads 1-0. Question number three. Um, after coaching the Roosters, who did Ricky Stewart coach? Hoops. Paul. Hoops. Sharks. Correct. And you're back to zero. I don't think he got Paul, one. Uh, Hoops, zero. Gordon, zero. The next question is, which of the Burgess brothers has the nickname Biffa? Hoops. Oh, I think Paul just got you there. Luke. That's correct. So you come back now to... Two. Two. Again, he's going to beat you again. (laughs) Gordon, come on. (laughs) Come on. This vending machine's costing me... All right. As I say, it's the value of the. I'll go down to the reject shop no, no, no. and get you the same things. <laughs> Cheaper. Two <laughs> nil. <laughs> the dollar shop down yeah, yeah. Right. Here we go. Oh, the next oh, question. Um, of the NRL clubs who have changed coaches through the season, who is the NRL club placed the highest? Paul. Yes. Warriors. Incorrect. Gold Coast. So now you're back to one. How many have you got, Hoops? No, they didn't change this year. What? Pardon? Gold Coast didn't change. Oh, coaches. hang on. What did I say? Oh, can, yeah, can you ask that oh, question? Sorry, guy. You're actually, you're right. You're protest actually right. Lodge. Yeah, you're Sound right. You're right. Paul, I beg lodge. your pardon. 
You are right. So you've won again. Let's have a <laughs> round of applause. Oh, I've even written man. the Warriors. I even wrote the Warriors. <laughs> oh, wow. So, mate, you've won $9 in the vending machine. Look at this showcase you got. I need some thinking music while I decide whether to go cash it in now or yeah. roll it over the right. next week. Have we got any? There we go. We've got, look at this. Look at the showcase here. Chicken chips, twisties, wagon wheels. I think I'm going to roll it over. $12. In chomps. Vending machine. Chomps in there too. Um $12 in the – he comes back to risk it all for $12 <laughs> in the vending machine. Here at Triple M, as we rock the footy, we've got a little bit of a push and shove going on. The Warriors and the Raiders there. Handbags at 10 paces. Warriors 8, Raiders 6. And Triple M rocks the footy. We'll take a break and we'll come back with more right after this. Sunday Sinbin is full of experts. If you're looking for expert legal advice, have a chat to Bryden's lawyers. Triple M rocks footy. Triple M footy. The Triple M Sunday Sinbin. Nice to be with you on a Sunday afternoon. Triple M rocks footy. Welcome back to it. Warriors 10 lead the Raiders 6. This is the Triple M Sunday Sinbin with Kenty with Hoops and Gordy Tallis and Maroon. We'll be back shortly to discuss the Panthers and the minor premiership as Triple M rocks the NRL finals. Triple M rocks the footy for our mates at Bryden's Lawyers. Well, the Warriors are really giving it to the Raiders at the moment. They lead the game 14-6 and they've just almost gone in again. Now the uh, Warriors get a penalty two metres out from the Raiders' line. Nine minutes left in the half. Warriors 14, Raiders 6. Not essential for the Raiders, Raiders to this one. Raiders bin too. Oh, is that right? Raiders yes. are a man down at the moment. Okay. Mm. So now the uh, Warriors are on the attack again, and they lead the game by 14 points to six. They had a penalty in front, and they've decided to take the tap. Uh, boys, we talked earlier about the, the, the live ladder as it is at the moment. So at the moment, we've got Penrith on 35. That won't change. Storm on 32. Roosters on 28. Parramatta on 28. They've all played. So there's your top four right now. But a game to play, which could affect Roosters and Eels and the order. Then you've got Raiders in fifth on 24, Souths on 22, Knights on 21. Knights will play this afternoon. Sharks on 20. Panthers have now won the minor premiership. Uh, Paul, what do you think about the minor premiership? Does it have the prestige that it used to have, or did it just feel like it had more prestige because I was a kid? Oh, look, no, I think it's probably because you're a kid. I think also, too, back then when it was a top five, the, the minor premiership got you a week off, whereas now you play that first week uh, but you do, play, but you do get some advantage out of it. You get home ground advantage throughout the finals, and you also uh, get to play the fourth ranked team. Uh, you get second by the cherry. There's, the, the, look within the game, the minor premiership, certainly within coaches within the game, that's something that they really value because it shows that you've won the most games for the season and that you've been the most consistent team, the most successful team over a long period, rather than just, uh, in some cases, we've seen teams just get on a hot streak at the end of a season and go through and claim a premiership. So consistently they weren't at their, their best the entire season, which is what the coaches value a lot. So, I, I look, they've the, still got minor premiership. I think Ivan Cleary's done a magnificent job this year. He's taken that team. They've had one loss. It's, mm. it's stunning to think they've gone yeah. they're this deep into the season with just one loss on their record. Uh, magnificent job. Great coaching. They are playing a really exciting brand of footy. 
uh, as I said, I think the only thing that we haven't seen, and it's not because they don't have it, it's just they haven't been asked to provide it, is we haven't seen them beat the top teams and had a little bit of, uh, when when they're getting a little bit of uh, fire mm. applied to the belly, so to speak. So uh, just out against the run of play, uh, Valamai for the Raiders has scooped on a loose ball and run about 90 metres to score. So Warriors 14, Raiders 10. There was some talk too, Hoops and Gordy, I'll bring you in on this. There was some talk well, the last few years about the value of winning the minor premiership, A, the financial yeah. value of it, and whether or not we need to sort of up the financial value of winning the minor premiership. I think in a perfect world, you'd love to be able to up it, but given the fact that they're about to chop $50 million out of NRL head office, uh, and given the way that COVID has affected uh, the entire world, I'd suggest it's probably a tricky time to have that mm. conversation. Yeah. Uh, we, Gordy, though, these days we do say, we touched on it there with in the old days when we used to have the week off. But these days, I, I think most people consider that if their team finishes in the top four, yeah, but, they, they are a red-hot cracker yeah, winning the premiership. Yeah, look, I, I, from the moment Paul started talking, you asked a question, I was racking my brain to see whether I'd ever won the minor premiership. Mm. As a player. So it doesn't mean a lot to you as a player if you go on and win the grand final. And I suppose if you do finish first and you go out in straight sets, well, you know, you know, why didn't we sacrifice, you know, and get everybody fret, uh, fresh and fit? So yeah. um, I think it's a benefit to the club, the sponsors, you know, getting a little bit of money back. But for the players, I don't know how many players would be able to say I won three or two or one or whatever. Well, well they never they never use that, do they, Gordy? They, ne- they no. never brag about it. The other thing is, if I ask you, Anthony, who, who won the premiership in two thousand three? Who won the premiership? I know yeah. who won the premiership. Yeah. yeah. Who won the minor premiership? Well, I know, but I know the point. You, I couldn't yeah. tell you two thousand and two or one or yeah. four. Yep. Yeah. I only know because Penrith won the minor premiership. That, but I know the point you're making. Who yeah. remembers who won the minor premiership? Yeah. yeah. You don't win. You don't. You don't remember it. It's a about winning comps and mm. look at it will be in different competitions starting in a fortnight's time when we get into the top eight uh, they the, a lot of teams reset a lot of teams will spend the, they've spent the past few weeks basically fine-tuning their finals approach and how they go through that they top up their their fitness they rest players they try and freshen up they do all that and it's all about winning this next competition which begins next weekend the weekend cruel, after. The cruel twist with that whole minor premiership scenario, Kenzie, and you're spot on. Look, nobody can remember a lot of the time who does win the minor premiership. We don't celebrate it the way that they celebrate it in some overseas sports. But you go over to the EPL, the English Premier League Soccer, and the first past the post system is how it rolls. There is no final series. So you often hear NRL coaches. I've heard Craig Bellamy. I've heard Trent Robinson talk about, you know, they do value minor mm-hmm. premierships because it, it is a grind over the course of an entire season and they're damn hard to win. It's damn hard to be in that position mm. by the time then you, you, you roll into the finals. Mm. But in that old system, in that old system, but back when we had the top five, it seems to me that the team that won the minor premiership had a clear head start into the finals. 
Yeah, but there's other there's examples. Didn't Souths win it in '89 and went out? The... They did, but they still only had to win one game, and get to the grand final, yes, which they didn't do. But yep. I mean, you still get that little head start. Yes, of course. You know, yeah, absolutely. But, and if you want to bring up what happened to Souths in '89, don't forget that the Tigers lost the '89 grand final and the '88 grand final, mate. Yeah, yeah, so just get back into your yeah. box, brother. Jeez, I tell you what, you know, didn't like you, just didn't wow. you throw yeah, the you know, didn't yeah, you get out of your gear, mate? Didn't you get out of your gear quickly? Moving back, relax, Anthony. It's okay. Just relax. Hey, listen, mate, don't you start, mate, will you? It's been good having you up there. Huh? Tell you what, he's got, every time I look at him, he's got a different piece of Gold Coast Titans merchandise on. Huh? He used Four to wear, row, mate. They're wear flying. scotch and soda, and now he's into the... Boys, let's Nike. moving a little bit further down the ladder to a couple of the real disappointing sides this year. Obviously, the Dragons in 13th, but the Cowboys never got out of the blocks this year, did they, Gordy? No, well, I think, well, for the last three years, uh, they finished in the bottom four. So um, it's really disappointing, I think, for North Queensland, obviously losing a dominant player like Jonathan Thurston and Matt Scott. But you would, you know, we knew that they were deep into their 30s and you knew that there was one day that they're not going to... can't gonna... keep going there, Gordy. They haven't played no, for some years. I realised that and they knew that those guys were going to retire. So I don't think they have Mate. an excuse anymore. And they got Val Holmes, uh, Michael Morgan. Um, so, like, there's two Australian players. Uh, I do think that they need, but every need club, a look, crafty number nine. Every club's had to go overcome players retiring. Parramatta for years just lamented that they look for the next halfback after Sterling went. Mm. You just, you know what? Look at the way Melbourne have handled the, the loss of Billy Slater. Yeah. They've gone and got mm. Pappenhausen, and no one's sitting there going, oh, he's not Billy Slater. He'd, very few people ever will be Billy Slater. But they've just but got on with the job. he's ahead of him on stats at the <laughs> Yeah, but he's, got, he's just got on with the job. That's my yeah. point. You know what I mean? Like, I, I just don't – the, the, I'm sick of the, hearing the Warriors, uh, the Cowboys, how yeah, how unfortunate it is that Jonathan Thurston retired. Like, what? They, you can't keep wheeling him out. Sorry to break this up. The Raiders, it looks as though, yeah, they have. It's now been awarded. Have just scored one of the team tries mm-hmm. of the year. Talk us through that. Anthony. Well, that was super. Let's have a look at it. I didn't see it the first time round, but uh, a beautiful little kick there from is it Johnny Bateman or no, Elliot, Elliot Whitehead? Whitehead? He regathers the ball and then kicks it again. And uh, over there on the left side, somebody's gone in. Is it Hudson, Ryan Sutton or Hudson, Hudson Young's Young. gone in? Young Hudson Young. So I'm glad you'd let me do that and I got all the names wrong. That was really <laughs> And here's Angel Marina again. He kicks it for Terry Faye and uh, Terry Faye goes over in the corner. So, yeah, sorry about that. that yeah, must get back try. to the Cowboys. Look, I think that they have been disappointed, but I think there's enough talent there coming through that there's no excuses in it. And uh, if you look what Toddy Payton's done with the Warriors in such a short time, um, assistant coach probably wasn't his role. He sort of waited to fire all of his bullets as a head coach. Um, he showed that the Warriors are playing a, not a better style of footy. And uh, the Cowboys, well, next year... I'd expect those guys, if I'm living up in North Queensland and I'm a fan of North Queensland, I'd expect them to play finals footy. Mm. I think they got a roster good enough to play um, in the top eight and he's got to get the best out of that squad. And also, just to close off on the ladder here, boys, Gordy, this is probably, you're probably a good place to start here again. Now, Broncos are every chance now of finishing last this season. I don't think that people south of the border in Sydney where we are, I don't think people south of the border realise the impact that has uh, in an NRL yeah. place, in an NRL city like Brisbane. Yeah, look, it, it's uh, it's a question that gets asked. Look, five years ago, they played in probably one of the greatest grand finals I've ever watched. 
and Queensland was buzzing and it was the Cowboys versus the Broncos. Well, fast forward five years, one side's going to get, looks like getting the spoon after 30 odd years, the first spoon they've ever got and one side hasn't made, um, sorry, uh, um, has finished in the bottom four for the last three. So the clubs in the last five years have certainly been on a slippery slide down, but um, this game, there's nothing sure that Starius Boys' last ever game and uh, Gavin Cooper. So there's going to be, I think, a fair bit of interest and there would be nothing more for the Cowboys to want to make sure that Brisbane get the wooden spoon. But um, Brisbane, I think that they're in the same boat. Like 18 months ago, Wayne Bennett said that it's the greatest young forward pack that he's ever seen. And yeah. so it's all still there, obviously, without um, for feeder at the moment. Well, well uh, next year because he's going to play. But I think Brisbane are in the same boat. They got to play finals footy next year. They got a great little halfback, and you know they got Stags, and they've got all this young talent, and they just got to show it out on the footy field. I think they lost their confidence really early um, after COVID, and they couldn't get it back. I think the last few weeks of footy, I think Peter Jennings made them work really hard in defence, even though they're leaking more points. But I think they've showed improvement since Anthony Seabold hasn't. Um, hasn't been around the club. Mm, I agree with you, Anthony, uh, Gordon. And I, I, the thing about Broncos, I, I think they're very lucky in, in some respects as this has been a COVID season because they're on 16 losses, which is already a club record. Mm. And they'll probably go, well, there's every chance they go to 17 next week, which is where it'll stand, club record for most ever losses. But it's only a 20-game season. So yeah. they could have theoretically had four more losses on their on their resume, which would be very hard to break yeah, it, for a Broncos it, team. A game, though, that is winnable for them. Do we know, are we any closer hoops to finding out who will coach the Broncos next year? Yeah, I think over the course of the next week, it'll all start to mm. take shape. I think they want to try and get the CEO in position first. Right. So that then the CEO has an overview and an input into the appointment of the head coach. And wouldn't you think if Kevy is not the head coach... Wouldn't you think if he's not the head coach, Gordy, that the one of the other consortiums in Brisbane trying to get an NRL licence would say, let's get Kevy under our banner. Let's get Kevy yeah. into our system somewhere uh, because Kevy, like, everybody loves Kevy. Yeah, look, I, <clears throat> it's going to be a funny decision. Obviously, um, if they go with Kevy, I know the fans will be happy, all the sponsors, well, the sponsors that I've spoken to, um, like a lot of their corporate partners, that that's who they all want, but um, there's a board there that um, probably feel like there's been pressure on them from the old boys to choose, you know, like Kevy or Greeny or, you know, um, one of the old Broncos guys. But I just think he's – I think he is the obvious choice, you know, and I think they get a two-year break. All the old boys will be happy. Not that we run the club, not that we – you know, that the club owes us anything, but I think that – Kevy deserves an opportunity. Um, if not, obviously, Paul Green's another name. But you think if it's those two guys in a race, they should name one now. Okay. Uh, Although I think they want the CEO in there uh, as part of the, of the decision-making, Gordy. So he's got some yeah. skin in it. Gotcha. That's why. Yeah, right. And so I, I think it's – I, I understand the Broncos wanting to wait until the new CEO has been appointed. And to be fair, what could a new coach do right now? Mm. Not a lot. Uh, no. he, he officially can't start coaching until November 1. Uh, they'll be well rested by then, the Broncos. Uh, so yeah. I think that, yeah, I, I don't have a problem with them just holding off another week or two before they make a decision. Okay, but boy. like if it's someone like Paul Green or whoever it is, don't have to go there and get their staff and attract them from other clubs. Oh, and they'd, pro- they, they'd and... be already having those discussions, Gordy. Right. Kevy, yeah. no, if Kevy gets the job, he'd know yeah, straight away who he's going to appoint. 
Paul Green the same. And it's not hard to find. Like assistant coaches are like confetti on the ground, aren't they? You can pick them up anywhere. <laughs> well, my poll is up, boys, before we go to a break. My poll this week, if I was picking the origin side, I would pick Tom Trebojevic in my 17. Do you agree, yes, or no, you don't agree, no? And uh, we'll talk more about that in the next hour. But if you want to vote, Triple M NRL Facebook or at Triple M underscore NRL. Raiders 16, Warriors 14 at half time. And I'll give you an update on the score of the poll as well. Uh, oh, this is where we say goodbye to you, Paul. <laughs> Well, can, mate, you've just you been on fire today. You've been oh, look. I've really felt sorry for you, mate. We, yeah, you, you, you came and picked us up this morning. Yeah, you've mm. been out of sorts. You probably had bad dreams last night after the Titans win yesterday. Mm. Mm. Wondering how <laughs> life's going to look like. I had a dream. I was a woman, and I was singing at a karaoke. Yeah. Actually, if you must know, I was singing a Blondie What'd song. Yeah, Blondie. One oh, yeah. way. Or another. And I was up there just <laughs> flaunting it around. Uh, and then, unfortunately, the dog bark and woke me up. But, mate, we'll catch you on an NRL 360. No, you know you're my you, second you, favourite on there. Yeah. We'll catch you there tomorrow night. See you, mate. We'll take a break. We'll come back with more as Triple M rocks the footy. Sunday's Indian is full of experts. If you're looking for expert legal advice, have a chat to Bryden's lawyers. Triple M rocks footy. Triple M rocks the NRL 24-7 through the Triple M app. Thanks to Ream. Steady, hot and strong. Install a Ream.